Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Natural Born Hunter podcast. And tonight, we're going to start out with this. Phil, what is better than getting 10% off on your Mountain Ops purchase? Getting 11% off your Mountain Ops purchase? That's true. And what's better than that? Well, we can walk this all the way up, but let's just go ahead and jump right up to 20% off, Will. Yes, let's not annoy our listeners by going <laughs> increment by increment till he gets 20%. <laughs> if you want 20% off your next purchase from Mountain Ops, go to GetMountainOps.com, enter the coupon code NBH20 at checkout, and boom, you get 20% off. I encourage you to do so. I love my Mountain Ops. Hell yeah, they've got great proteins, pre-workouts, they got little... BCA pills that I love, multivitamins. I mean, if you want to get jacked, just take a little Yeti, and you will be well on your way. That's it, man. And you can't beat the new flavor of the Yeti. So check it out, everybody. Once again, NBH20 at checkout. Also, uh, we are able to provide to you a pretty sweet gift code from Maven Optics which is NBH gift. If you enter that at your checkout, they will send you some free Maven swag with your purchase. I mean, these are probably one of the hottest binoculars out there today. They're fully customizable, you know, when it comes to camo patterns, colors, and not only that, they're great glass. I'm going to have Phil tell you a little bit more about that because he had a really nice expensive pair of binoculars and he sold them and got himself yeah, some no, Mavens. I Absolutely, man. I mean, when you when you look at us as hunters, we want the best bang for our buck, right? And not everybody has fifteen hundred or two grand or twenty five hundred dollars to spend on a pair of optics. So why not get as close to the good the quality of what those two thousand dollar pair of binoculars are for half the price? You know, I mean, Mavens put a excellent product together. They've eliminated the middleman and brought you the hunter, you know, the best product they can put together and kept it in a reasonable price. So, you know, if you don't believe us, you know, they're out here, they're finishing first or second in, in all kinds of awards when they're putting their binoculars out there for an independent review. They just took second in a recent review on their spotting scope. And that's, there was over 30 entries into that review. Uh, all the big boys were in there too, ladies and gentlemen. And Maven, yes, on their new spotting scope, took second place in there. I mean, if that doesn't tell you, you know, that they're, they're putting out top-notch quality products, you know, I don't know what it is. Listen to me. It's money. Listen to Will. You know, they're giving us, they're giving us and our listeners the opportunity to, you know, look, if, you, if you're watching, check out this sweet hat I got on. I mean, that's a, that's, a, that's a sweet hat right there I got with my binos, right? So check it out, man. They're going to kick you a free gift. I encourage you to support the companies that are really keeping the hunter in mind. That's right. So it's for Mountain Ops, NBH20 for 20% off your purchase at checkout. And for Maven, it's NBH Gift at checkout. Try them out. At Maven built, yeah, mavenbuilt.com. That's right. That's right. So get on over there and try them out. And now go on and enjoy the show. <laughs> hey, hey, I like being a dad for Will. Uh, being a dad is the greatest thing in the entire world, but I'm sure you already know that. Yeah, it's, you know, you really can't, uh, explain it until you actually have it, right? Like, you don't know it. People tell you, oh, it's good, awesome, but 
until you have one, it's totally you, crazy. It is. It is. And I, actually, this brings me into two things. One is yeah. we just had to put our dog down the other day. And that was another one of those things like until you have to do something like that, you're just not prepared at all. You're just not prepared. Like I ended up missing that dog so damn much. And there's so many times during the day that I'd be like, all right, got to watch my step, got to lift the dog up at this point, you know, onto the bed or whatever. And it's just like, I don't have, I don't have to do that anymore. And it's like, you miss those little things, but it's the same thing with having those kid is it's those little things that get you with the kid, you know, like them grabbing for your face or like, Whatever people always say, it's like, oh, you thought you had free time. Like, you don't know how much free time you have. And it's like, wow, I never realized how true that was until I, I'm watching the kid all day long. And I'm like, how the hell am I ever going to get out to hunt? I'm the same way, man. I'm, I'm right now trying to figure out the dates for Nebraska. I'm going my next hunts. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. It's way it's, different when you have a family. So I understand where Phil was coming back all these years now. I'm just like, oh, man, I never understood it. You guys would bust my ass all the time. Now you know. Now you know. I, I know. I, I, I know, no. But it is what it is. I've just got to make time for it now, you know. Oh, yeah. And I I tell you what, man. It was, uh, I think it was the first opening weekend um and I'm I'm up there with uh, with Braden, and we had a rough first kind of day and a half worth of hunting, and and we're sitting back at camp, and there's probably, you know, 25 minutes of daylight left. I didn't want to pull the spotting scope out, man. I was like, you know what? I'm wore the piss out, and all I could think about was my boys. I'm like, you know pretty soon they're going to be old enough to come up here with me and go hunt and, and do all this. And I don't, I'm not usually I'll go three, four days hard as anybody, you know, sun up to sundown, no problems. You know, that fifth or sixth day I start to get wore out a little bit, but I'm like day one and a half and I'm already like mentally, I'm like, what the piss am I going? Well, it's because I'm, I'm homesick for my boys, you know? And and, and I just started thinking about, it's like, you know what, they, I, I need to show them, I need to get as many experiences as I can now because when I don't have them, because when I do have them with me up in the field, I just want to be prepared as I can be and, and help them out as best I can. And, uh, but I, man, I couldn't stop thinking about them too. You know, like I said, it's just, it's different. Yeah. yeah. That, uh, you just posted that picture of yeah. Dom following you up the hill, man, that thing was priceless. I felt like that's the kind of photo you need to send into like one of these photo contests you see some of the companies put out all the time. It's like that's that's hunting. You've <clears throat> captured it. You've perfectly captured it. I, I tell you what, man. It, it, the so I, I got to take him a weekend this year elk hunting, and last year I took him. I just took him for an, an afternoon hunt and then a morning hunt. But this, it's like mama stayed home, Dom came with dad, and and we were hunting for two and a half days, and uh, and he was just mine. And my and Missy, my wife, she's like, "Are you sure? Are you sure?" I was like, "You know what? He's gonna be fine." And I tell you what, he was. He had a good time. Um, I didn't go as far as I normally would go, but he hiked everywhere I hiked, man, and he was right there with me. 
Well, we ended up going again a couple weeks ago. Uh, Santino's son, Aiden, had a cow tag, and I took Dom with me. And to see the look on his face when he saw it, we saw we spotted some cows. Santino spotted some cows, and Dom looked at me, and his eyes lit up, and he smiled, and he was – he. I mean, he – he doesn't get that exciting for any excited for anything else. You know what? It's like his, he was like, dad, there they are. And he's talking like full on voice, you know, same thing when we went Turkey hunting, he saw those turkeys and he looked at me and I'm trying to get him to be quiet. And he said, Turkey, you know, and full on voice. So it's like to see that excitement, man, it's like, I sit there and I, I, I reflect a little bit sometimes. Cause I'm like, I, I mean, I, rem, I, I know I get excited. But he's way more excited, you know. So I just I've been thinking about a lot, that a lot lately, and just trying to focus on bringing him along and giving him all the opportunities I can give to him, you know. Because it's I, I tell you what, once you you guys will see it, you know. It once once your kids just once you see that that excitement in their eyes for something and knowing that it's hunting and my with Dominic, oh man, it's like I'm 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 ready to go. So I don't know. So, at night, is it like, does he get a little scared out there in the woods at night, or is he good to go? Yeah, so, um, morning time, right? We always leave half an hour before you can see anything, start hiking up, and he's like, Dad, I need my headlamp. Dad, I need my headlamp, you know? And I'm like, you'll be all right, son. You'll be all right, you know? We'll hike slow. We'll stay on the road until we can see on the trail. And same thing, we're coming out at night. He sees that the sun's starting to go down. He said, Dad, I need my headlamp, you know. And the one night we walked out, and I didn't, you know, we walk out by the moonlight, you know. And you, you're hiking down. You you know, I've, I've been up that trail hundreds of times and down those trails. And I know where I'm going, but I I don't know. So it, he, he gets a little bit nervous, but uh, I think he's starting to get more comfortable. Because the one thing I was doing, that backpack, I, would, I wouldn't buckle my my waist belt i buckled it behind me and i just told him i said you just hold on to my that belt and you you know you follow me wherever i'm at you just hold on to that belt when i stop you stop and so there's a couple times we're coming out at dark and he you know he made sure he held on to that belt other times he didn't want to have anything to do with it during the day but at nighttime he was holding on to that belt so a <laughs> l- little bit nervous but he he's learning that's awesome well, yeah the record yeah, he uh, he he threw Luke a couple right, uh, a couple rights the other. Looks. Day was at the, it was like, what happened to you? Who who catch you up? When you spar? And I was like, uh, ten year old. Those little yeah. ones do the most damage. Yeah, well, he brought his small gloves too, and I and I told him, I said, Dominic, next time we go to work out with Luke, you bring both your gloves, because he, <laughs> I told him, I said, man, I don't like getting in in the face with that kid, and I make him put on the big gloves, you know. Yeah. And and he'll sit there and he'll start working me, and it's like I'll I'll give it back to him, but Luke, after a little while, he just sits there and like stares at him, like you ain't hitting me that hard, you ain't hitting me that hard, and then now he's got a, <laughs> and he's bleeding down his lip now. So, it's oh crazy. yeah, well, Dom, he's good. So, <laughs> so what, what's the what's the verdict then? I mean, what do you think? Are you going to try to hit some pre-rut action, Nebraska? Or are you going to be? What, what are you thinking? 
I'm trying to figure it out right now. I, I'm, I'm super stoked that I just picked up a leftover uh, buck tag here in Colorado. So um, I'm going to do that first. And then I'm going to head to Nebraska and um, do some whitetail and muley gill. Um, I plan on taking uh, Frank from uh, Kafaro, you know, Otor Life. He wants to come with me and stock some muley. So I think I'm going to take him with, uh, with one of my fighters. So we'll see uh, who, who's up for it. But I, I, I am, I am, <laughs> I'm so frustrated with this season so far. It's not even funny. <laughs> you know, it's just this whole TV game is totally overrated. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a one man. season and done. Is that the. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, my God, dude, what am I doing? You know, it's just, well, like, you know, Phil, you know, New Mexico. So we we go up there and we get in pretty much elk every day. It's either too much, uh, too early in the morning, not enough camera light, or too not too late, not enough camera light. It's going to look grainy, just bull, BS, and I'm just like, oh, my God what I get myself into as there's like a 340 bull a hundred yards, just looking at me, just licking his lips. And I'm just like, Oh, you know, it was rough. It's rough on me right now. It's yeah. It's, it's uh, I mean, New Mexico is a different game. And that last piece that we were on, uh, hunting and it, that, that was some beautiful country, but the, the first couple of days we were hunting, it was thick. It was, that's tough that's more what i'm used to up there hunting and and you'll get a split second or two sometimes on an animal and and a lot of times that's not even enough time to draw your bow back you know because it's it's so loud when you're walking through the timber and it's it's thick timber and it's it's hard man i mean you you you'll see some big bulls in there and you know why because you know it doesn't take nothing for them to disappear in the forest there I mean, when I thought of New Mexico, I just thought of like open, you know, desert. And pretty much, yeah. And it yep. was like hunting car. You yep. know, it was enough for what we were at, you know, until we yep. got in that other property. And, you know, and that was a little open, you know, and it was nuts. I mean, after the first two days, I was like, man, I'm putting my bow away and I'm taking my rifle because I want to yep. kill something. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah. just like it was, that, it changed over, huh? No, it, it, it didn't have to twist my arm too hard at all. <laughs> <laughs> at all. I saw a few sides of those bulls. I was like, oh, yeah, I got to shoot one of these suckers. And, you know, somewhere, somewhere I'm, I must be almost done with that. You know, that's, you know, seven years of bad luck when you break a mirror. I got to be getting out pretty close. I don't know, man. I, I've break, I've broken many mirrors and in, in whatever in my day, and it's like, it mine hit mine's mine's every other year. So I think somebody who's punishing me and spread it out till fourteen years, but they just feel sorry enough for me every other year to let me kill a few animals, and then the next year they give it to me again. So I don't know. I I uh, the last that last morning we were hunting, and uh, before I had to head back home. It was so, I mean, it, the winds were gusting like 40 miles an hour, 50 miles an hour. And I was like, I looked at him. He, he didn't even know what to say to me because he just saw the frustration. And I said, damn, I wish we were hunting up high fence now. 
<laughs> and he started laughing. He goes, no, you wouldn't. I said, I know, but still. <laughs> yeah. I think about it. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell I you what, though. I'm like this. I definitely thought about it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those things that, I don't know, man. It's, you know, it's always good to get out there and, and learn different property and, and learn different behavior and different times of year and, you know, um, it's valuable, you know, it's valuable because even though sometimes it's, it's expensive, it's, it's valuable for, for the long, you know, in the long run. And that's what I, I just kind of chalk it up to that because a lot of people are like, so why'd you even go if you weren't going to shoot an elk? That's like, <laughs> right. I, had, I had every intention on shooting an elk, but you know, we do. just didn't, didn't get that, that opportunity. And, um, but I don't know, man. I mean, I tell you what, it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything. I mean, I might have shot it, and I mean, it was totally legal to shoot, right? Yeah. That bull, it just wasn't enough camera light for the, you know, camera. And I, you know, I'm thinking, you know, I, I replayed the whole situation in my head. I said I should have just shot and said my cameraman sucked, and <laughs> here, here you go, <laughs> you know, that's that's what I should have done, you know. Or the battery was dead. I could have said anything. And oh yeah. Had the oh yeah. But, or, or or the cameraman thought the battery was or the, the it was recording and you know yeah. it wasn't. I know. Lesson learned. <laughs> Lesson. Learned. I'm just, I'm a rookie, man. I'm a rookie right now. You're gonna become seasoned very quickly, Luke. You're. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. You, it's you fun like, though, man. It, it, it was fun. I wouldn't change it for the, anything. I mean, what do they say? Any day out in the woods is better than a day of work. And oh, yeah. in my case, any day better than getting punched by Dom. Yeah. <laughs> out there. Well, you get so get this. Dom says, "Dad, uh, I want to go work out with Luke Monday and Tuesday next week." I said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" I said, "You know what? I don't know that he's up for that. We'll see." You know. <laughs> So yeah, one day a week would be good for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I told him, I said, and I told him the other day, I said, you know what? Not every practice are you going to spar. You know, you need to start working on some other drills and some other stuff. I said, so you, you just listen and you just pay attention and do it. What Coach Luke tells you. And he's like, oh, I know. All right, okay. Thank yeah, you. thank you. <laughs> Might be time to work on some cardio. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, no, man, it was fun, though, and, um, you know, getting to hang out with my family down there, it's always a good time. I haven't been down there, you know, with, with them there in, in town there for a few years, but uh, three years, actually, but um, it's always good to hang out down there. It's so funny, Will. You should see how they, how, how they just, I mean, it just, it reminded me of my family, so it kind of <laughs> was funny, you know, the way of just seeing them interact and then how they talked and, like, well, at first, you know, uh, I was like, man, I'm a little camera shy. I'm like, oh, no, you'll be all right. And right away, here he starts busting out the jokes. I'm like, I thought you were camera shy. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was a, it was honestly a good five days, you know, um, down there. There's just seeing them. And, I mean, there's a couple. They, all, they look alike, too. It's crazy. I, I they all look alike. I'm like, holy shit! I, so, Phil gave 
um, Joe a, um, a nice present after he left, you know, um, and he will not stop just t looking at him, using him. Uh, I mean, he was like, how do they look? I was like, you, I was like, you, do they look good on me? The whole bino case, you know, he was so, so proud of that. He's taking pictures, Phil. You should see it, dude. It was so cool. Wait, what was the gift? I, I hooked him up with a set of my Mavens. Whoa. Yeah. 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 So, no, so, so <laughs> go ahead. Well, here's the thing. So we're out flying the drone out at back at home, right? And um, getting some aerials and stuff. And um, I got, you know, I'm Vortex, right? So we're looking at these towers and we're like, Joe, check these out, man. Use these razors, man. Look at that rate. Look at that up there. So me and Phil, we go back and forth. No, Maven, this is better. My Vortex is better, you know. <laughs> Anyways, so he's like, Joe, look at these. Which ones are better? Ba ba ba. And he goes, oh, man, I don't know. I think I like these Mavens better, man. These are way better, right? Well, of course he's going to say that's his cousin. <laughs> but I told him, I said, good thing you said that after you left, because I said, if you would have said the board thing, you might not have got these suckers. <laughs> There'd be no present. <laughs> no present. Yeah, no, so, with, with, with my family, man. It's, he's on cloud nine. He's on it, cloud nine, man. It's always a, a, it's always a trade and barter system with those guys and and like you know that. obviously that that time and and um you know their got their his time and and the the, the place and everything and, and opening the opportunities for 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 us to go up there and um you know it's one of those things that with family it's hard to exchange dollars sometimes because oh no you don't have to pay for that or you know so it's like it's one of those things that we've in the past we've just gotten to where it's like okay look i'll trade you that and 50 bucks and we'll, we'll call it good, you know? And it, and it, it's funny because my uncles that live up there, one of my uncles in particular, he would be talking about trading for a rifle or trading for a bow or doing something. And it was always, well, yeah, I sold that guy a, a, a bow and we traded this and a set of tires, <laughs> you know? And it's like, all right. And everything was a set of tires. Every, every time you, you, you work a deal in New Mexico with something, you're trading something, you're bartering something and, and, and you're throwing in a set of tires, you know? So, with with me and Joe, we kind of have followed suit, and and I I, I knew um, he you know he he'd got some decent binos, but I just I had the two sets of Mavens, and and uh, you know I was happy to to let him. I mean he he spends a lot of time behind the glass, you know, taking other hunters up and and all that. And I was like, you know what, he'd be a good fit to to put these to, to use, you know, especially now that I'm almost done hunting for the season. He's still got got a few hunters. So I was happy to let him put him to use. So he was good on tires. You gave him the whole. What's that? <laughs> he was good on tires. I, yeah, we didn't have to work any tires on that deal. <laughs> on that deal, because the bite of hardest was included. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's what. That's pretty much the tires on that one, right? That's the outer yeah, of, of me, binos. Me and the other hand, I came home with uh, one less spare. So. Uh oh. <laughs> I have a spirit coming home, so I, it's all good. Did you get a blowout or what? Huh? You get a blowout? No, I just I bought it. I know I gave that to Joe. I gave my spare. You gave yeah, your spare right. tire? <laughs> Never mind. Forget it. Uh huh. 
<laughs> so what's the plan? How do, let's let's go over the hunt. We we need to go over this. We just started talking about it. So did you guys go down there together? Did you meet up down there? How did everything play out? No, we met up um, down there. I went up a day earlier than Luke. Um, he had uh, he had his camera guy Grady come in to fly into Denver, so they had a little mishap with baggage and got down there um, a day later than I did. I lost an evening hunt on that whole deal. Yeah. So we were supposed, I was supposed to be down there what Wednesday, Wednesday yeah. afternoon. Yeah. I didn't get there till like Wednesday till what? It was almost, almost what? Late. Yeah, it was it was, it was late. Yeah, so he's all he had six. Well, when you take a camera guy, well, especially Grady, he has six Pelican cases, all his gear. You know, I mean, it's it's stupid. I'm like, dang, dude, you got to have all this stuff, you know. And he's like, well, you want a drone? You want drone footage? And I was like, well, yeah, okay, that's a case there, you know. And I mean, Everything he carries is a must. I mean, he, the guys on the road, he lives out of those boxes, those pelicans. And I'm just like, oh, my God. So he's telling me early that morning, he's like, man, I, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't have a good feeling about this whole check-in thing because I had the worst, the newbie checking me in on this luggage deal. And I was overweight and whatever. The one camera that he needed, we needed to have did not show up. The one camera. And so we waited for the next flight to come in. And thank God it finally came in. And, you know, it, so I was mad because I lost an evening hunt, you know. So I get there. Next morning, we go out and hunt. We, we went out and we split up, though. And um, we had a, I had a raghorn. We had a, no, a spike come about 30 yards of me. And if I knew how the whole weekend was going to go, I probably would have shot that sucker. <laughs> now, you know, but, oh, well. Was that the one that was molesting Joe? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I told, I told Joe, well, me and Grady are up about, I don't know, 30 yards. Why uh, Phil's cousin is back calling for us, right? Well, this, these cows are right below us. And the wind's perfect, so we're hoping that they would come up to us. And they're just calling back and forth, you know. And we hear this little bugle, and well, out of the, right above us, here comes this spike, at about thirty yards from us. And he stops and looks at us. We get the footage, and it's pretty cool. <laughs> well, Joe doesn't know it's coming. He keeps calling and calling, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, we don't hear Joe call no more. And I'm like, and me and Grady is like, that spike must be right on top of him, you know, like right next to him. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, no, he's right inside him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, he, he is right on top of him. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Uh, Joe said, no, my, my booty was against the tree. I said, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, so we, we ended up, yeah, like Lou said, we split up, you know, we, uh, we split up just to try to maximize opportunities. We were, we were hunting close, <clears throat> but, um, we were kind of hunting different parts of the, of the mountain there. And it was, that morning, 
right? You saw bulls fighting that morning. I saw two bulls fighting away in the distance where it would, uh, I mean, it, it's a little sketchy with, with the way that the tags are in there and that those bulls were not on a, on a piece of property that I could have hunted. So it was, if it was, if it was a unit wide tag national, you know, whatever tag I'd have been down there in a heartbeat because I just, you see, you see bulls like that and you see red and you just go, but I had to sit back and just watch them from the distance. It was pretty cool seeing two bulls fighting way off in the distance. And, and that was it. It was kind of quiet. I mean, I, up there, it seems like elk are herded back up already. Um, you know, they're not, they're not, the bulls are talking a little bit. They're, they're just bugling just to kind of bugle that they're there. They're not, they're not, um, they're not calling the cows anymore. They're not responding to calls. So, uh, it was more of a matter of just kind of getting, getting, being at the right place at the right time, getting in front of them or, um, get them while they're crossing. Yeah. Well, they're herded it up. The ones that we were in front of, I mean, we tried to put a sneak up on these ones that were next to us about 200 yards and they saw us and they started just bolting and they just kept coming out of the trees, just kept coming out of the trees. And I was thinking like, Oh man, there's probably about 60 head right there. We estimated close to about 200 head that went by us about a hundred yards. And I'm like in the back one, you know, was the big bull. And I'm, I'm so on, I'm on him and, I'm just, Grady, you on him? You know, I'm telling my camera, man, you good? You good? No, not enough light. And when I got away, you know, so, yeah, they're they're definitely, they were definitely hurting. It was crazy, which was fun because I never hunted like that. I've ne Actually, I've never hunted elk with a rifle ever, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> um, always done it with my bow and i've always got elk with my bow so it was different i thought it was going to be easy honestly <laughs> when i put that out when i brought it out you know but little did um, i know i tell you back when we used to, i mean i grew up rifle hunting and that's how i learned to hunt and hunting public land and and rifle hunting man i tell you what those elk those that area we used to hunt a lot it was when you see elk they're going to be running you know and um it makes for some less than than ideal shooting opportunities and if you hesitate just just watch them run away because that's you may have like yeah. i said that split second even though you got a rifle you got more more range i tell you what man it it, it taught me to react with a quickness in a hurry yeah. and um and it's different. You get you get to hunt archery, and a lot of times you're you're strategizing. You're trying to sneak into position, and elk don't know you're there, and, and you're camoed out. And it, that different. I mean, literally, what is it? Two weeks later, right? I mean, we're talking a matter of a week and a half to two weeks, and everything changes the way that you got to go about it. And uh, it's it's fun. I mean, it's always fun to get out there, but it's such a different game. Yeah, it got it got western real fast. Like I was like, how do I even make? <laughs> I was like, I don't need face paint on, I guess, you know, I guess if it's going to be like this, you know, so it was cool. It was definitely cool. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you, Luke, you, obviously you're, you're filming for the show. You guys are going to be entering next year. Gladiators Unleashed. You're looking at third and fourth season now, right? Correct. They so pushed us back to third and fourth season, which is good, which is yep. really good. You know? 
good time slot, good time of year to be, be on. Everybody's all geared up and either getting ready for or right in the middle of and, and, and reliving experience. It's a really good time. <clears throat> but you've had a couple pretty good hunts earlier in the year already um, of, of some episodes yep. you've filmed. And, and like you said, you got Nebraska. And what, so um, just kind of give us a little recap without giving, t- telling too much of the story of of some of the some of the guests you've had on some of the things you've done and and kind of what okay. direction you really want the show to go well you know so huh, i'm jonesing to kill something myself <laughs> i mean i really <laughs> am i'm my wife's like uh where's the meat at hey <laughs> <Not for> how <laughs> long <laughs> so i think i'm becoming like the horrible hunter um i mean so i went to new zealand we went to new zealand i think i talked to you guys what before, right before I went to, mm-hmm. and that trip is, I mean, when they say it's a once in a lifetime trip, it, it really is. I mean, unless you got unlimited funds coming in and, and you can do it every year or every other year. I mean, I highly recommend it. And, um, I recommend the, the place that I went to because they, I mean, they, it's, I mean, it's a five-star place. I mean, you, you need a guide and, and he's the 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 outfitting business was they had i mean it sounded like jurassic park going in that place man it was nuts they had the stag the sika i mean it was crazy but in my hunt um on that trip i had tj yellowshaw chad mendez out there and me and i'm telling you what those 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 little uh band and weight fighters man they're a little stealthy little sneaky fast little fuckers i ain't lying (laughs) you know and uh so they they um they did they tagged out pretty much like i think on the second and maybe the third day back to back and in my defense i'm trying to get them on camera you know and let them shoot well one morning they're like no luke you need to shoot i was like yeah i get a shoot right so we put a stock on this huge stag, and I, I, I kid you not, TJ and I, we go up and we put a stag on it, and Pat, the guide, is he's like, all right, he's gonna come up here, and um, he's gonna pass right here in this little valley, and I'm, I'm like, felt like I was kind of like sheep hunting. It was like a, I was on top, and it was a shot like this, and I range find it, and it said 35 yards. I was like, yeah, this thing's done, right? I drew back, and this stag was huge. It was huge. I'm not lying. I mean, I wouldn't even been able to bring it in my house because my house ain't even that big, you know? So I think that's why I missed pretty much. You, you knew it was going to be a difficult situation with the logistics of the home, huh? Yeah, you know, I didn't want to get a new home for the stags. So I let that live. Anyways, I draw back. I put my 35-yard, 40-yard pin right in between it, and I shoot right over its back. And I just, I, I didn't know what to do. I said, I suck. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Pat goes, did you, did you take any, uh, um, you know, compensation for the angle and everything? And I was like, no, <laughs> I didn't. Lee. <laughs> I shot right over its back. So we blew that stag. We're watching with our binos and we get another shot opportunity. He's like, he went down to bed. 
I go down there. I'm chasing him. I bet I put a good, I don't know, 12 miles a day chasing this stag, this one stag that I wanted. And I get a, I get another shot opportunity, and he, we just get busted. My one of the, my camera guys freaking thought he would be a good time to sneeze, and <laughs> it blows him out, you know. So we we get a go, and he goes right back up on top of the ridge, and it's like a jungle up there. It's not like it's it's wet and it's green, and it's just like it looks like a rainforest up there where these stag go. So we're trying to watch him. And and remind, this is an outfitting business, so there's other hunters up there, right? So we're like kind of like in this area. And what I paid for it was it's called um, Hunter's Choice. And a Hunter's Choice is anything pretty much, they have their fenced animals, right? Their high dollar, $20,000 stags. Well, I can't do that. I'm not going to pay $20,000 to be, to sh- let alone shoot a fenced animal. You know what I mean? Like, that's not me. But what they do have is this um, open area, open range, where it's a hunter's choice. You can hunt anything there. Well, a lot of times these stags will jump the fence, get loose, whatever, and they go live in this hunter's choice. I call it a somewhat a poor man's hunt <laughs> area where I'm at, you know? So, and that was that was the case on this one. This one was huge. I was like, yeah, I got this one. I hunted it for another day and a half. Same situation. It goes blown up. And next thing we hear is a rifle shot. And this dude from New York shot it. And I just wanted to freaking shoot that guy. <laughs> I chased this I chased this stag for almost three days. And I could not get it. And this guy gets out of the buggy and goes, whap, <laughs> right there, you know. Uh, it was it was heartbreaking. It was. So, yeah, came to that. it came down to the last day. I ended, up, I ended up getting a stag. And it was just, it was, it was a roller coaster. I mean, everybody thought it was going to be easy. <clears throat> I, I even thought it was going to be easy, and it proved me wrong. You know, that hunt will never – I will never forget that hunt, ever, ever. But it was good. I ended up getting a good one. I got an old stag, and I shot it at 50 yards, and he went off. And that's another story. He took off, and I kind of hit him low. When he was standing up, he stood up. He was bedded down forever, and – he took off and when you hit those animals there it's over your hunt's done like you draw blood mm. and you're done you know so pretty much i, I paid eight thousand dollars to draw blood <laughs> you know so i was like holy cow i gotta get this day i'm on my hands and knees looking for blood i cannot let this go you know we're, we're we so we scoot down we start glassing where he might come down going down to the water and pat my guide he's like man bro you know they're, they're kiwis they have this accent i don't know bro but you know they have these weird accents you know and he's trying to lift me up but you know and he's like i think you're out shit out of luck <laughs> you know <laughs> and I, you know i'm just like oh man there's no way this is happening to me 
Yeah, it so, doesn't matter what accent you have. You understand that one. Yeah, you just, you know, you know, and I was like, oh, man, I just, I wanted to just, like, curl up and just die there. Because not only was my legs killing me, my, I mean, my, my everything, I was just tired. And then you get up so high because you finally made a shot on the stag that you've been doing, been trying for so long, and then you're not finding it. Well, he's he's like I don't know, man. Let me let me take a leak and and uh, and think about what we're gonna do. So he's he goes by this buggy and he's taking a leak, and I'm just over there still glassing, trying to find him. And he's like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> and I said, "What?" I'm like, "Look down there! Look down there!" He went behind us. He went behind us in this field. I don't even know how he got he got past us. I mean, I, I don't know, because I was throwing a fit and I should have been glassing. Who knows? He went behind and he was bedded right there. And so we went down. We chucked it about another 400 yards. And I went up and I got 20 yards of his bed. And I drew back and he seen me. And these we these trees are so thick. I'm trying to find a window just to, you know, find an opening because I didn't want my arrow to fling off and you know, and show the whole world that I just am a horrible bow hunter at first, you know? So I'm trying to make the best shot possible. Well, this stag, he's hurt. He's limping. He's moving out. He got, but he went and he took off and Pat had his rifle right there with him. I looked at him and I said, Pat, give me that rifle. And that stag was about 300 yards from me. And I, I laid down, I went down in the prone position and I said, boom. And I stuck it. I mean, I did not hesitate. For one, I drew blood because I knew I had to get him. And two, he's a wounded animal. You mean you want to get that animal, whether it takes him out. And that was the kind of the good thing about not being just in bow season, being at the place where I had the option to take it with a rifle and and a bow. And so, I mean, I hit him with the bow. I hit him with in the shoulder to find out. And I mean, I was shooting the uh, the rage at the time, and I mean, you should see the hole it did in that thing, and it, the impact it did on the shoulder. But th that stag is was still going. I mean, it was crazy. But he didn't he didn't last the three hundred wind mag. He mm -hmm. dropped him in his tracks. I smoked him, and I just felt relieved after that, man. Relieved. You know, so but talk about the. Uh effectiveness of different broadheads all this and that i don't think anyone's yeah. ever argued the effectiveness of a 300 wind mag <laughs> no no and you know and that's where, that's where i was like holy cow i was so lucky to be able to use the option of the rifle because um i my buddy chad you know chad mendez he had to do the same thing he shot a huge stag it was kind of like a crossbreed of a a stag and an elk it looked like a huge body of an elk but a stag uh rack and he shot it in the frontal in the frontal and they washed him bed and they got up to him he was still alive and so he just shot him again with the rifle just to put him out but you know it that's that's the nice thing about having the option to do that you know you, you come here in colorado you can't do that you know you gotta you gotta finish it with the bow yeah <coughs> so did you uh 
you guys obviously did you didn't get to bring any of that meat back oh yeah oh you did oh, yeah we did oh yeah how is Come that on. <laughs> you know i did so what was cool is uh <clears throat> they were like I asked the outfit. I was like, "Hey, man, how is it, how do I, you know, how much is it to, for me to ship some of this back? And, um, you know, is it crazy in customs or whatever?" He's like, "Nah, bro, let's freeze it." And I was like, "Well, yeah, let's freeze it." And he gave me a styrofoam cooler, pretty much had shoot. I had back straps. I had um, the loins. I mean, I got a, I got about 36 pounds, I think it was, of meat off of that, right? Of course, we ate it while we were there. I was stagged out, honestly, by the time I left that place because every meal was something sicker or <laughs> stag. And it was great, don't get me wrong. But I was done. But he was like, yeah, freeze it. And I was like, okay, cool. And then what? <laughs> you know? He's like, well, put it in your suitcase. <laughs> I was like, huh? I was like, yeah, I'm going to be at customs. I'm going to be hammered, right? He's like, well, let's put some clothes around it. <laughs> and I was like, what? So I said, cool. So me and Chad and TJ, we both tried it. We did it. We threw, I gave him some souvenirs, said, here, here's some Cryptek gear. Because <laughs> I couldn't, I didn't have no room left, right? I could carry, put 50 pounds in that bag. And I threw it and put that uh, that cooler in my big suitcase and I shipped it back, and we got back to Denver, and here it is. I opened it up to make sure, you know, it was thawed or whatever. That thing was hard as a rock. So, yeah, I have some in my uh, my freezer now, and <laughs> thank God I got that in my freezer. <laughs> How is it but, compared to elk? You know what? It's, it's very good. It, it's very similar, honestly, I, I would say. It's, um, it's a little bit... Um, it's a little bit more gamey, I think. Maybe that's the way they prepped it. I don't know. But um, I have not cooked it yet myself. Um, but, I mean, like I said, we had it pretty much every other meal. And it was – it's it's good. I mean, probably, probably one of my favorite meals is they did um, like a pulled pork sandwich of stag. And that was awesome. I mean, no game, nothing. It was – he crock potted it and it was really good. So I think that's what I'm going to try to do is throw some in the crock pot and do it, you know, but yeah, it's, it's definitely a good game to eat, you know? And, um, to me, I think the elk is still better made cause I'm used to it. I don't know, but, um, and then again, I don't know that stag that I shot, it, it could be even horrible cause I had it running adrenaline. Who knows? You know, I don't know. I got to try it out. Some boot leather, bust it out, you know. Make some extra chewy jerky out of it. Yeah, do something like that. Who knows? But yeah, but it's it's been it's been a crazy year so far. I mean, I had Justin Gaethje out for his first elk hunt. You know, you sold him his first bow, so he's been practicing with that, and and you know we we get up to um, the high country the unit we were hunting and of course when you've been glassing all year and finding the elk so i'm like this this unit this area that i'm hunting we backpacked in and we did the whole you know tarp thing we stayed back there spike camp we set it up 
we go up to glass and we're not finding any of the elk that I've been <laughs> spotting the week before. So I'm like a little disappointed. So I start calling. And we're just glassing and, and bam, right at the end, here comes this bull come running out, locked on right on us. And Justin is freaking out. He's like, why is it looking at us? <laughs> of course, we're like, we're like 500 yards away, right? So, and we're up in the timber line. And he's, he's looking for his cows. And I'm like, dude, don't move. <laughs> don't move. But just, he's like, he's just like antsy. He, he probably reminds me of probably Dom. You know, you're, you're, yeah. you're oh, Dom, be quiet right now, you know? So I'm like kind of coaching him and tell him, all right, once he puts his head down, we're going to go run for these trees and make a run for it. <laughs> so he puts his head down and, we go make a move on for this elk and I'm calling while I'm going And this, this bull is literally on a string to my call, my cow call. And it, it was a five by five, you know, it wasn't nothing in the record books, but it was definitely a great bull to shoot for a first bull. Right. So I gave him the green light. I was like, man, let's get down here. And this area that we're at, it's more for moose than anything. You know, it's like moose country. And so we get there, and there's, like, this big old boulder right there in the creek, and I'm hiding behind it, <clears throat> calling. I set Justin up there, and I'm watching it, and I'm calling, and this bull comes straight in at 40 yards to Justin. And I'm going, holy cow, this is really happening. You know, I'm looking like a hero right now. <laughs> he he draws back, and he, he nails it perfect. He, it, it hit him a little back, right? And, I mean, he shoots it. It stops about 20 yards. It runs off about 20 yards. And it starts doing this. The whole, whoa, I'm going down, right? And then he kind of just trots off in the, into the timber area where he was at. Well, we're all giving fives. And, of course, we're being quiet. But we're all happy. We're, we're, I'm like, holy cow, dude. You And he's like, dude, elk hunting's easy. You know, he's thinking, oh, God, it's his first night. We're a mile from spike camp, right? Like, he's like, this is easy, you know? <clears throat> Anyways, well, me and the cameraman and my other buddy, Sean, that was with us, we we're like, holy cow, how did this happen, right? Like, it doesn't happen like this first night. So he get, we get going, and we gave that, that bowl about two hours. It's dark, right? We go in there. And I thought he was just going to be laid up right there about, I don't know, maybe 100 yards tops. We get in that timber, and it's just dark and timber. So we back out. We found blood plots. We marked it. We go sleep. And, of course, we're talking like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. You know, we're bragging. Like, good shot. We, we, we watch it on the camera again, make sure the shot was good. It was good. Little back. It's dead. So on the next morning, we're like, we'll get up, we'll go find it, recover, and we'll hunt for me. No, that hunt ended up being a three-day scavenger hunt, like looking for that bull. We never found that bull, and that was my elk season pretty much. I mean, it was we, – we spent – the rest of the day, or, you know, we have – because when you're hunting public hunting land, you only have so many days to film. 
because you have yeah. to buy you have to pay for a filming permit, which is another cost that I didn't know about. <laughs> you know, like and they'll they'll give it to you too. Like you, it's expensive. To, and then I go back to camp and I see you know these other guys filming their camcorders DSLRs, and I'm like, oh yeah, did you guys get a filming permit? Nah, no, of course not. Well, yeah, of course I'm doing everything by the book, you know, and. It, it was just frustrating because we couldn't find the bull. Justin was so disappointed, you know what I mean? And, you know, because he, he was in the middle of training camp to come out and hunt with me, you know. So um, it was just a big disappointment, you know. And um, it, it just – it was brutal on us, you know. It was horrible, horrible on us. But that, that's hunting, you know. Anybody who said they have never shot an animal – and never wounded one has probably never hunted enough or took shots at animals enough with the bow. I mean, yeah. because, and you know, I'm not trying to hide nothing. I'm, I'm being real. I never said I was the Jim Shockey or Michael Waldell hunter. I put guys in where they can make ethical shots and I try to make ethical shots as much as possible. And that happens, you know, it definitely happens. Yeah. I, I lived it this year myself, man, but that's a story for another day. Um, yeah hitting an elk and not finding it and it, it just put a damper it's 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 tough to recoup from that you know especially after you prep all year and you know look forward to that all year and and, and you think you did the best job you could and there's always that doubt you know there's always that doubt but it's um it's tough but like i said we'll we'll, we'll talk about that another day i'm 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 gonna end up having to get the little guys ready for bed here pretty soon myself but um you uh you, so you've got you've got uh, nebraska luke still coming up and then you have anything else kind of lined out winter time yeah we're gonna do a lot of things i mean you know now that they moved me back to third and fourth season i gotta go and film 13 episodes you know so i gotta i'm gonna have to get creative and do some episodes now um i'll probably go down to texas do some things down there um I plan on doing, you know, obviously some predator hunting, but, you know, I got the spring to come up. I got, you know, bear hunts there. Uh, You're welcome to, to come east, Luke. Yeah. Yep. I got a place for you to Good. stay. Nice warm couch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got bears up there, huh? We got Big everything. ones, huh? Well, yeah. not everything. We got a lot of stuff, though. Yeah, well, I might hit you up on that because uh, I'm definitely going to be looking to do something. You know, I, I want to do stuff that I haven't done before, too. You know what I mean? Like, it's a new experience for me. I've never been out to the East Coast, you know. So, yeah, I definitely might hit you up on that. Um, you know, it's – to me, you know, this whole thing is a, a learning experience. I mean, even with me right now doing this whole thing, it's I'm, – I'm, I'm feeling the growing pains of the show, you know, of putting this all together. But I got to just – have fun with it that's the key is me having fun with it and yeah. everything will come out you know uh hunting isn't always about killing but it sure makes it nice you know <laughs> and like right now right now i'm i'm ready to go back home and 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 do what i where i started it you know and go back home in nebraska i'm gonna do a statewide archery spot and stock some muleys up there and then i'm gonna probably have to rough it up in the tree stand for a whitetail um, on another hunt. You know, I see you've been sitting in the tree stand, Will. I love right? it, man. Relaxing. It's nice. 
my ADD kicks in too much and then I'm just like, man, I got to go do something, you know, but um, it, that's what you got to do for whitetail, man. I mean, you, it's hard to spot in stock. And like I said, I'm not the, the most excellent bow hunter to go putting stocks on whitetails yet, man, but I'll try, you know. Heck yeah. <clears throat> you know what else is terrific? What's that, Will? What's that? Getting 20% off your Mountain Ops order. Yeah, you been, man. You've been hitting the gym good, Will. Still, I have, I have, and actually, I was off protein for a while because I was hitting the gym, but not like crazy hard, where I felt the need for a little extra protein for recovery. But I'm back oh. on it, and I'm actually doing just some protein, chocolate mountain ops with the uh, ammo with the, or is it Magnum? Yeah. Which one's the more protein, ammo? Magnum. The, Magnum. The ammo is the meal replacement. Yeah. The, the straight protein is is Magnum. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm yeah. taking the straight protein to the veins with a little 2% milk now. It is delicious. That's right. Nice. <laughs> get get yeah. a nice big one in the arm. <laughs> Shoot it all yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, I'm about to start a cycle myself. Are you? A little cycle. My wife's like, hey, we're out of vanilla, just so you know. And I was like, we got plenty <laughs> of chocolate. She goes, I don't like chocolate when I make this. And I'm like, what the fuck? When did I get? When did, when did I become the guy who's got to supply all the protein? Like, you, you know where the store is? You can go get your own. This is my protein. Yeah, I. So, uh, you know, I've been gone for so much, and I've been missing out on my workouts. And yesterday, after I took on took my beating from uh, Phil's kid, I went in the gym, and I was like, man, I got to start working out again. <laughs> so I took some of that Yeti, and man, when you have not taking any of that pre-workout stuff man that stuff jacks you up i was yeah, i was up all night long just which was good because i i'm looking through footage and i'm trying to you know rough cut some of the stuff and I, that stuff that that's a whole nother story right there is trying to do all this stuff and obviously you guys know i can't even get on skype so can you imagine <laughs> me going <laughs> my well, I had Grady stay the night with me a couple of days, helping me go through this, teach me some new things. You know, I shot time lapse, and he's like, "Bro, you might not, you might need to come out and stay with me for like a month <laughs> to get all this stuff down." <laughs> but yeah, but anyways, I was up, I was ready to go because I had that Yeti in me, and I was like, ready to work. So, so how how do you get that twenty percent off, Will? You go to getmountainops.com and you put in the coupon code NBH20 at checkout and boom, get yourself 20% off. Not only that, that's not only the great code we provide here at the Natural Born Hunter podcast. We also have a code that if you want to get some free Maven swag, which they just came out with a bunch of new stuff, all you got to do is go to mavenbuilt.com and put on the coupon code NBHGIFT at checkout. And boom, you can be like Phil's cousin, repping some sweet mavens. Heck yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Natural Born Hunter Podcast. Wake up, chase your dreams, repeat.